Welcome to Walking with the Archetypes, the podcast which gives you keys to claiming your personal power. For more than a decade now, I've studied the King, Warrior, Magician, Lover archetypes, and in this time of great turmoil, I will reveal their secrets. My name is Ivan Fingenskjær-Schellum, founder of Men's Initiation, Reclaim Your Inner Throne, and it's time now to head outside and walk with the archetypes. I'm stood here on a pier, a small pier, at a nice little spot by the lake that I've so often been by as I've been recording these podcasts. And I'm actually looking over at the cliff that I have learned to enjoy so much. The autumn has definitely arrived. Uh, it's about 12 degrees Celsius here. And um, as I'm looking into the water, I'm feeling, you know, I'm feeling, okay, so I probably should keep going in there. I know it's cold by now, and I haven't really taken the mental leap yet from uh, summer temperatures in the water to winter temperatures. Some kind of motorcycle in the background here. So, um, so that's going to be fun. I do think that I will be doing um, ice bathing again this winter. Though I'm not super stoked and hyped about that just yet, I have to say. But uh, it's uh, time to um, cover today's topic. We're going to be speaking more about the King Archetype again today, which is so desperately needed in these times of polarization and conflict. So let's dive in. Now, in terms of covering the rising tyranny in the world this uh, week, I want to be brief. I actually plan to make this segment really long because there's so much happening, but I want to be a bit more positive today. So I'm just going to give you a couple of teasers that you can choose to go deeper with yourself. Now, Glenn Greenwald on his Substack, he's sharing how new evidence is coming out definitively proving that the Hunter Biden laptop scandal pre the election was true and that Biden himself has indeed definitively been implicated in corruption. You can also find on independent journalist Matibi's substack that the Russiagate conspiracy theory peddled by the Clinton campaign back in 2016 has been well and thoroughly rejected and we have seen in both of these instances how the media as well as one particular political party and various representatives of the intelligence community have come together to peddle a lie in order to change the results of a democratic election. I also encourage you to check out what's happening in Australia right now. It's just beyond belief. Uh, I'm not going to say much, but Australians have decided to stand up, that they're just done with the fascism there. And um, you now have hundreds of anonymous security personnel in some group called predators. So there the predators are out to take out the so-called criminals, the so-called bad people, the so-called domestic terrorists, the so-called alt-right extremists, you name it, you know how it is by now. You know, because these people are so dangerous, the construction workers and the nurses and the teachers, they're so dangerous. 
You could also check out the latest Project Veritas expose, which is very, very good. Uh, you can see a little bit what's actually happening in hospitals in the United States right now. So that's about it, really. I'm actually generally on the liberal side of things politically. And you may find that in this particular column, I'm highlighting a lot of what's happening on the left, the so-called left. I don't think it's the left anymore. We're just, we just haven't calibrated to the new reality. And the reason why I do that is because truth is my game, not political identity. And it's just objectively true that right now the people that purport to be politically on the left, at least in the United States, are more crooked. They are more responsible for pushing tyranny. It hasn't always been like this, but it's like this right now. And even though my political values are generally liberal, it is truth that matters at the end of the day. And I feel obliged to share the truth with you. So with that, let's move on to exploring the king archetype today. I think you'll enjoy this. One thing that I found myself doing a lot more lately is to be very fierce in my boundary setting and to not really move so much towards these long-winded, empathetic conversations where I would go into a sort of a cycle of Oh, yeah, I can see why you would think that. I, I feel where you're coming from, but but what about this? And and I've been you know, checking in with myself if I'm actually contributing to polarization. It's easy for that to happen in conversations online these days. And, of course, a lot of our conversations do happen online, for better or worse, mostly for worse. And um, I have become a lot more selective with where I place my goodwill and good intentions lately. Because there is so much noise and so much ill will, so many accusations being thrown around in the information ecology right now, in the larger sense-making conversation, that I just don't have time to deal with it all and I do sometimes feel impatient with it but at the same time you know there is this larger conversation how can we find common ground and what do we do to access the good king the good sovereign archetype in times when tyranny is on the rise and I think it's time to have that conversation again it's a conversation that I believe holds much of the secrets, the keys to this pickle that we find ourselves in. So let's just first get a bit of a lay of the land. Human beings are born into this realm of dualism and we are forced to deal with dualism and polarity in a realm that um, really doesn't encompass the non-dual. It doesn't really encompass the Unitarian principle because that's the human experience. The human experience is different than the divine experience. And so for those of you who have done a lot of meditation practice, Maybe you've been in many kind of rituals. 
you will have had access temporarily to altered states of mind where you've accessed the Unitarian principle, where you felt the chaos and the violence in the world just being like ripples on the surface of a vast ocean. And you know that deep down it's all stillness, it's all peace, it's all unity. And yet it stays there in those moments, maybe short periods of time, and then we're right back in this dualistic place. And this dualism expresses as polarity, and this polarity looks something like up, down, left, right, night, day, black, white, masculine, feminine, good, evil, so on and so forth. Seems to me like the curriculum of a human lifetime is to learn how to deal with polarity in this dualistic experience of life. How can we make the impossible possible? Which is to say, how can we bridge this place of dualism and polarity and find a level of wholeness and harmony? That is the good king, whereas the tyrant is exactly the opposite. The tyrant leverages dualism, leverages polarization, and tries to make the distance between the polarities as big as possible. Because when it is, you have turned your opposite into the enemy. And when you are seeing enemies all over the place, you're now reactive as hell. You're paranoid, afraid, and a perfect slave for a strong man or a strong woman that wants to rule the world. This is, this is the recipe for tyranny. It always has been. You need to find some kind of pariah class that you see as some kind of disease-ridden people or some kind of sinful people. And as long as you have done that, a tyrant can keep all of his or her own flaws hidden from their so-called followers. You just identify that enemy and you start beating that war drum. It's them. It's them. They are causing you to suffer. We need to exile them. We need to kill them. We need to deal with them because they are making you suffer. Because it's not me, you see. I'm your benevolent leader. It's an old and boring paradigm. It's a dangerous paradigm. Full of the worst kinds of suffering the human experience have. Full of the worst kinds of suffering the human experience has to offer. But it's a boring paradigm. It is so utterly boring. And when I see people feed into that paradigm I am like oh lord oh lord and then sometimes I do it myself and I look at myself and I go oh lord why do we do this shit why do we do this shit you know that's what we do you just imagine somebody you really can't stand 
whether a politician, a person in your family, your peer group, or somebody you see on television. Just imagine that person and just feel the kind of disgust, the kind of contempt, the kind of level of dehumanization that come with that kind of disgust. Uh, we have more teenagers revving their engines here. <laughs> I hope, hope it's not creating too much of a disturbance on the recording. Bless them. I hope they're having fun. Um, but but feel this. The justification. They're wrong. They're fucking stupid. They got things exactly upside down, inside out. This is what I see a lot personally. People seeing things exactly the opposite of what they are and I start to judge them. It's like, can you be this stupid? Are you this blind? I don't know what it is for you, but just feel that. Just close your eyes. See that person and just the disgust, the contempt, the judgment. I want you to anchor that righteous indignation because we're going to work with that a little bit after the break because you're now feeling you're feeling the bite the sting the fire of the dualistic realm of the polarization the wetiko as the native americans would speak of you're feeling it and it feels good doesn't it kind of a nasty kind of good. So I'm pacing around on the grass here. I'm going to give you a few more moments to just anchor in this thing. Whatever it is for you, whatever person it is for you. Three more breaths. Three, two, one. Good. Thank you for coming with me on that little experiment. Uh, we'll take a short break now. And afterwards, we will be processing, working with what you just found. After our Seeds of Sanctuary ceremony on August the 22nd, our new community platform Sanctuary is officially open. Sanctuary is a place free from big tech censorship and all kinds of woke bullshit and toxic narratives. This is a place where like-minded souls from the whole world, men and women both, gather to have deep inquiries into cutting-edge topics and to get support to rise in life in this difficult time. So join us here if you want access to free group coaching once per month, paid memberships, powerful rituals and great community. Register to Sanctuary now on innerthrone.com slash sanctuary. Welcome back. So, I'm about to go on a short little journey with you that I 
don't know if we'll succeed or not. But we're going to start bringing in some perspectives that may neutralize some of this drama. So let's be clear that in terms of the qualities of the archetype of the sovereign, the king or the queen, we're looking at qualities such as wholeness, blessing, harmony, vision. And these are qualities that don't belong to the unexamined life. You can only have harmony. You can only have wholeness in the presence of a vision. There needs to be seeing. There needs to be seeing in your life for you to be able to bring opposites together. Because if I don't have a vision, I don't know where I'm going. And when I don't know where I'm going, I will not be able to enroll or recruit anyone to go with me, let alone people of opposing viewpoints. So let's try on that we are going to a better and more beautiful world for humanity. Let's try that on. That's the vision. And the insight here is in order to progress towards that more beautiful world for humanity, we need to purge all of the gunk, all of the shit that gets in the way. And it seems to me like we humans are very good at layering shit upon shit upon shit, but from different perspectives and then blaming each other for the shit that the other contributed and then completely ignoring our own contribution. And so this is what I would like you to consider now in the process of moving towards greater unity, this polarity, whatever the polarity is, it will keep moving back and forth so that one side of the polarity is above or on top and then the other side of the polarity is on top. But then when the shift happens, we struggle with calibrating our identity to the fact that we are actually now in a different position. Shall we say in the hierarchy or in the drama triangle, perpetrator, victim, helper. But in order to experience the fullness, the wholeness, the integration of the human experience, a consciousness, a demographic needs to experience all of the angles, needs to be both oppressing and being oppressed, needs to be both the dom and the sub, so to speak. Because when you do that, when you experience life from all of these different angles, not only do you start embodying a new kind of empathy and understanding, but you literally 
expand your whole being. And so take, for instance, all of the people that I see online that are self-identifying as rational people, intellectual, logical people. There are peddling arguments that are entirely religious in nature. Scientific people have become religious zealots. And they don't know because their identity has not calibrated to their new consciousness. But having lived an experience for decades, for a lifetime of self-identifying as logical, rational, they need now to have some kind of huge awakening experience where they're faced with their own hypocrisy in a very humbling way. And so in this sense, perhaps, just perhaps, we are in a process of realignment and of purging. Of purging all of the crud that gets in the way of our clear seeing. And in that purging, I do worry that a lot of people will die. I, I do, and I think so. And not merely in the ways that we speculate in terms of the COVID virus. No, there are other forces at play here. This is the evolutionary recalibration, the great realignment that is somehow playing out now in order for the kingdom to be uh, made whole once more. And so look at this in a mythical way. And I'd like to go back to Tolkien now to do so. Look at how Gondor has languished under the rule of Denethor sitting there in his psychosis on the throne in Minas Tirith. Now this is a place much like the world today with leaders who are sociopathic or even psychopathic and where the realm itself is just falling apart. And then off in the distance gather the forces of evil in Mordor. And of course these are just metaphors of psychological forces that we summon in our culture through our own ignorance, through our own deception, through our own hatred. But there they are marching towards us. And somewhere out there in Middle Earth is a fellowship with a king that is starting to remember. With a king that is starting to remember who he is and who is starting to accept responsibility for his destiny. And somewhere inside of you, my friend, is such a king. Or if you're a woman, a queen. And in these times, your job, your task is to start connecting with this principle. The principle that can find a rightness even in times such as these, where the suffering is unbearable and will be greater still. To find a center, to find an axis mundi, 
a central axis between the human and the divine realm. So see for a moment here if you can open to that axis, to that blessing from the divine. And you can close your eyes again and you can bring back the character whoever you saw in your mind's eye before the break. And can you come to appreciate now as you breathe, find your peace with the presence of this being once more? Can you find a level of acceptance of the purpose in the grand scheme of things that this person is playing? Can you find the rightness of their role? Can you see how they, through their actions, words, thoughts, are contributing to things which have been hidden once more being seen? See, the more you can see, the more sovereignty there will be. And so as the revelation is just spreading throughout all of humanity right now, and we're seeing shadows of crazy proportions being unearthed in our culture, shadows that are so huge and all-encompassing that many people cannot even come to comprehend that they're real, and so they put their head back in the sand. But can you, being somebody that maybe has accepted the reality of these shadows, at least to some extent, can you welcome it home as an element of creation that does belong? So whoever you're seeing, can you come to see their perfection in the grand play of life, Leela? Without a snake in the Garden of Eden, humanity wouldn't have fallen from grace. And without falling from grace, humanity would have stayed infants in a spiritual sense for all eternity. And thus it is the snake that gives humanity the option to choose to live in the light and love of God. Now make no mistake, this is an evolutionary role that the snake plays. And so Satan in the mythology exists so that humanity can choose God consciously and thus become sovereign. And so with me having spoken these words to you, I hope that you can bring a feeling of rightness to the conflicts that you find yourself in. A rightness with yourself, but also a rightness with the conflict itself. That conflict is the way that consciousness itself calibrates itself. It, this is how it evolves. See, and you're just a part of that play. You're part of that drama. And there's a rightness in that, even though it can suck. 
as hell, but you're beholding the human drama in the embrace of the divine. That is the king. Now, I hope the traffic in the background didn't disturb you too much in this podcast. I wasn't aware that the traffic would be this intense here. But it's a sweet little spot. And there's a tiny bit of melancholy for me at this point as the leaves are certainly starting to go a little bit yellow. Some of them are even red over here. Is this a maple? Yeah, it's a maple. So, um, I hope today was useful for you. It felt important for me to bring in something hopeful, something optimistic, something healing, some blessings. And it felt good to me to share with you. So wherever you're sitting, walking, standing, running right now, may you see yourself through the divine eye and remember the perfection of you and the life that you live. And while it's sometimes a struggle, in the great scheme of things, your life matters. And this universe, this vast mystery, would not be the same without you. So with that recognition, may you know that you are loved. May you know that the essence of your very being is love. And that whatever is happening right now is only temporary. And whatever comes on the other side of this is a beauty unlike anything that you have ever experienced. And with that, it's time for me to head back. With a little bit of breeze in my back here, I'm going to go back home, prepare for a social gathering that we have this evening. And just um, wish you an, and just wish you an amazing weekend. I'm grateful that you chose to spend this time with me yet again, and I will see you again next week. Thank you for joining me in this week's Walking with the Archetypes. It's been a pleasure to spend this time with you. And don't forget, you are invited to come walk with me next Friday, where we will take another deep dive into the archetypal realms. To go deeper with this masculine operating system, head over to MasculineOS.com for a comprehensive free 